What's up? And welcome to episode 101 of Throwback Hoops. My name is Rob Clayton, and as always, joining me is the man on the mic, Woody V. Episode 101, Woods. Yes, and a great way to start the new year, 2024, man. Um, really excited. As we, uh, exhibited last week, it was such a great uh, experience doing this 100 episode. Lala was nice enough to host our 100th episode, so it's really nice to start the year with episode 101, brother. Absolutely, mate. And before we get into it, on that note, you know, happy New Year to you know to yourself, to all our viewers, and everything else like that. I hope twenty twenty four is going to be a good one. Um, twenty four is my lucky and favourite number, so I'm hoping that'll mean it'll be a good year for me. But we'll see see how that goes. But um, all right. Before we get into it, just a reminder where to find us. Um, please make sure you like, rate, and subscribe on YouTube. Um, if you're listening to the audio, we're available where all podcasts are found. Um, and yeah, let's get into it, Woods. Um, as always, we'll start Absolutely. with jerseys, right? Yeah. Um, what do you got for us today? A Pistons one? I'm not sure who it is. It's going to be a surprise. So who you got for us today? Man, let me stand up. Let me stand up. Nazi Muhammad, maybe? It is. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Very random. I was actually going to guess that one when you told me you had a random Pistons one, Woods. So I do like that one. Yeah. yeah. You know why I had this one? Uh, well, I guess the number, yeah, you know, you know, I'm good with numbers, but yeah, I like yeah, that. A bit, yeah, of, a, yeah, bit yeah. of a connection to the Spurs as well, because you did play with them. I'll show you. Yeah, so I've got the Spurs down as well. Yeah, with all these played there. So yeah, just a little bit about Nazi Muhammad. He's actually the son of Elijah Muhammad, an entrepreneur from Ghana, and he was born and raised in Chicago. Right, he was the 29th overall pick in the first round of the 1998 NBA draft by the Utah Jazz. Uh, where he got traded to Philadelphia soon after he suited up for the Utah Jazz. Had an 18-year NBA career, Robbie, with wow. Philadelphia, Atlanta, New York, San Antonio, as we mentioned, Detroit, Stints of the Thunder, um, and the Chicago Bulls. Uh, NBA champion in 2005, and also he was a two-time NCAA champion as well in college mm-hmm. So uh, at Kentucky. So what, what do you remember about Nazi Mama? Just a great role player who was able to last in the league because he... He was happy to have the role, you know, a rim, rim runner, a guy who would do all the uh, dirty work that didn't necessarily always show up in the stat sheet, right? It's funny, I wouldn't have guessed 18 years if he would have had a set. I knew he had a reasonably long career, but yeah, 18 is pretty amazing. Um, certainly I remember his time with the Hawks. I remember he was a fan favourite there. He was, um, you know, the team and, and coaches always raved about him and stuff. So, um, yeah, obviously fit that role, didn't he, wherever he went. You know, he was happy to come in off the bench, do the dirty work, rebound, Um he was. He had a few games that probably surprised you scoring wise as well from memory. Um, you know, he definitely had some skills. He just wasn't always asked to show them there. But um, you know, we love the random jerseys, Woods, and that's probably about as as random as one we can get here. So I like it. Well, you mentioned that Atlanta season, a couple of seasons in Atlanta. I think it was three seasons in Atlanta. One of them, he averaged eighteen points and rebounds a game. So he had his moments, right? Yeah. Towards the end of his career, obviously, you know. He had, you know, six fouls to give, and he just come on as a backup second of the string big, and that's what gave him that longevity in the league, and he's an NBA champion as well, right? So, I like it. And a brand new hat, I believe, you got over the Christmas break? Yeah, man, I got a few new hats, so this is one of them. So, Nate, nice. shout out, man. I know you know you love this bird, so I, I, nice. I know you'd... I like that, that old brother. logo as well. It always looks good. So yeah. nice. Like what you're doing today. Well, um, well, for me, I'm showing some some very new jerseys. I kind of arrived in the the Christmas break. Um, a couple of city editions, Woods. Um, you know, I was keen on getting these two. Um, 
two guys yep. I like. Um, so I'll start with the one hanging behind me. So it's none other than a DeMontis, a bonus King City Edition jersey. Um, you know I've liked the guy that I affectionately refer yep. to as the man with the biggest head in the NBA um, for quite some time now. Um, so, yeah, really like that jersey. I think when we talked about the City Edition jerseys, that was one of my favourites. Um, I like the style of that. Um, it's, you know, it's a nice-looking jersey. Um, and a little bit on um, Big Domus there. So um, I think he's having one of the best seasons um, of his career in the NBA this year. So his averages are close to 20, 12, and 7.5. And so huge numbers there. We've got him in a couple of fantasy teams, and he's just beast mode there. Um, also shooting 60% from the floor as well, can stretch the floor and hit the three. Um, so the 27-year-old, I think, is an absolute lock to make his fourth All-Star game this season. Um, yeah. yeah, he's just putting up, as I said, career numbers there. Maybe goes under the radar a little bit. Um, I think we've mentioned yeah. the trade that he was in that got him from Indy to Sacramento. So it was the Buddy Hield and, and Tyrese Halliburton trade. So, you know, some people might just think, oh, you know, that was a, such a win for Indiana. And Halliburton's obviously younger and putting up amazing numbers. But don't sleep on Big Domus there. You know, he would have to be what, the third best big in the league off the top of the head? I mean, obviously, you have Embiid and Joker in front of him. He'd have to be the next sort of one you'd be calling on there and very skilled player. I love the big lefty there, but, yeah, what's your thoughts on, on Big Domus? I mean, that doesn't walk very far from the tree. I remember Arvidas yeah. Sabonis, his father, and what great core vision he had. The ability to pass out of the post was unbelievable. And you see some of those intangibles that his father had being passed on to his son. So I think the one thing that stands up for him is a lot of these European who come here with the ability to have great court vision, see the floor, and make great passes from the pivot, right? Yeah. You see the right? Um, you know, the DeMontis is cut from the same cloth, and I think that that's what differentiates him from sort of from other, other big versatility, right? So, yeah. It's funny, those, and, other, yeah, those other bigs we've well, the other bigs we mentioned in Joker and Embiid, you know, obviously really good passes yeah. as well. So it just shows you how the game's changed. You know, we've talked about guys on this show like your Patrick Ewings and your DeCambies and stuff like that. I couldn't picture those guys, you know, dribbling the ball just outside the three-point line, setting up an offense and being a willing passer. It's just, it shows how much the game has evolved over the years. So, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm pleased to get that one. That's definitely been on the list for a while, getting a Domus one. Um, and I'll show you the one I'm wearing first. I'll stand up and show you it and then um, talk a little bit about the player. Robbie's wearing the Atlanta number 13 Bogdanovich jersey. Now, I told you I was going to get a one of these Hawk City editions, right? It was a bit of a toss-up who to get, but I'm I'm glad I got um, Bogdan Bogdanovich. Um, yeah, he's, I've got to say, he's probably been one of the, the few bright spots this year for the Hawks, having a pretty disappointing season as a team. But again, like Sabonis, he's really having a, a career year. It's actually his best scoring season of his career, which... He's not bad for a 31-year-old, so he's averaging close to 18 points a game. Um, good thing about him as well for our Hawks, well, he's under a contract for another three seasons um, on a pretty good deal. So I know there's been talk about some possible trades that the Hawks might make. I'm pretty sure, and I really hope he won't be involved in those. Um, he was actually a really good free agent signing by the Hawks a few years ago. Um, you know, I think he was quite regarded around the league, but the Hawks took a bit of a punt on him. We saw him having a great World Cup, um, you know, last year now. I've got to say that. Now it's 2024. Um, so, yeah, pleased to have the bogey jersey. This is in the contention for one of the ones I might wear when we see our three Hawks games next year. So, you know, I'm going to be wearing a Dominic jersey for one and a Trey jersey for another. So the third jersey is open. Could be this or it could just be a random old school one or something. But, yeah, what's your thoughts? Firstly on the jersey and, and then on, on bogey. Well, from one Sacramento King... 
you know, he was a Sacramento King previously before he came come to our hot. So um, he really started proving himself there. I think a, a guy like Bogey got his opportunity later in life. You know, he already played in Europe for a few years. He was an old rookie. So he came with that, um, a bit of experience before coming into the league, and that really helped him. I remember he was a huge free agent signing. Everyone was looking to get his hands on when he was leaving Sacramento. So it's been a great pickup for us. And as you said, he's he, he's been unbelievable this year. That 40 plus unreal. He's shooting the lights out. Um, can't leave that guy open. You know, shooting comes at a premium in this league. So um, I think it, we do well to hold on to him and uh, hope trade definitely right because he's he's started to prove himself to be almost on that team this year. Right? Yeah. Definitely. Look, I mentioned Sabonis as a lock for that all-star berth. You'd have to say Bogey would be a lock for sixth man of the year. Um, he's really putting up, as I said, career numbers coming off the bench, and he gives the Hawks a real spark there. Again, he's a pretty good playmaker as well, possibly a little bit of an underrated playmaker. Yep. He can sort of handle Definitely. the lock pretty well in pass. So, yeah, so a couple of new City Edition ones. I'm liking these ones. So, um, yeah. Hey, just, just quickly going back to um, Santa, you did mention the Halliburton and DeMontis trade, and I just wanted to say, like, those two have just fit like a glove together, De'Aaron Fox. And the burn. I think yeah. Indiana's doing well with that trade. Sacramento's happy with that big two located on the back of it. So both shot, but it should be the result. So I think Sabonis and Fox would be a good NBA jam combo, wouldn't they? If you're putting together some of those for dynamic sure. duos in the league, I love the way. And both a couple of lefties as well, which is pretty random for. Yeah, they can, um, for maybe- sure. Could be future candidates for the Knicks to get, knowing how much they love left-handers on that team. So, and speaking of the Knicks, we'll talk yeah. a little bit about them later as well. So, all right, good um, yeah, see how they did. <laughs> well, some good jerseys this week. Um, and on that note, we'll start with some NBA, right? So I gave us a little bit of homework, didn't I? You know, it's um, we're currently recording on the 2nd of January. So I thought we'd do some New Year's resolutions for a couple of teams. Um, I know we've done two each. What we might do is you do one, then I do one, so to do it like that. So why don't you take it away and give us a, a team that you've picked and what their New Year's resolutions might be? Okay, let's start with the Reds. I think at the time of me putting this together, there are 15 and 14, just above 500, right? My New Year's resolution for the Rockets is learn how to win some game on the road. They've been really, really good at home, but not so much when they're traveling. I think it was must have been the first week of December that they picked up the first victory outside Houston. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it was very recently, right? And they're, they're currently an impressive 12 and 4 at the Toyota Center compared to 3 and 10 away. So I think figuring out how to win some road games is going to be really important for the Rockets if they want to make some noise in that Western Conference, right? Uh, good call. I think having a young team as well, if they can sort of get those road wins, it's definitely going to bring them close together, isn't it? You know, just having that extra time on planes and downtime and stuff like that. So um, who um, who are you liking on that Rockets team this year? Look, Sengun for sure. He just talked about the, the, the big man who comes in with the leader pass and all sorts of things. Uh, numbers, he's nearly averaging a triple-double last I checked, right? So mm-hmm. <laughs> I think he's he's been far and away the surprise for that team this year. Um, yeah. And, you know, the, the younger guys stepping up around around him have been, you know, Van Vliet brings that experience to that roster, you know, which they, they, you mentioned a lot of young guys. They don't have too many veterans on that team, so Van Vliet brings that experience. Um, but, yeah, no one would have expected uh, Upper and Sengun to, to play his level. So I think... He's been a big part of why they've been so successful. Yeah. And they're, they're a fun team to watch as well. I like um, checking they them out are. on League Pass when you can as well. I don't think you're going to see them on you know the ESPN games a whole lot this year, if, if at all. But, um, yeah, enjoying watching the Rockets. And, yeah, I think so 21.3 points, 9.1 rebounds, 5.3 assists. So he's not averaging a triple touch. 
But they're sneaky numbers, right? I mean, so, it's, yeah. it is sneaky all-star chance. I mean, obviously, there's already a for sure. there. You'd have to be in contention, wouldn't you? For sure, a, man. Yeah, well, the team's probably exceeding expectations. He's up there, right? Yeah. I would say so. That Western Conference would be tough, mm. but I think he has a chance to yeah. get one of those bench spots. You know? No, good one, good one. All right, well, I'll put my Homer hat on, and I'm going to talk about the Hawks for my first-team news resolution. Um, yep. I guess the general theme for me with the Hawks would be just to start playing consistent ball and closing out games. Um, so, you know, definitely consistency has been a big issue for the Hawks. Um, they've given away a lot of leads in the fourth quarter, Um you know, I really start to think a big run is needed before the season really starts to get away from them now. So the Hawks are currently six games under 50% Woods, which is pretty alarming, right? Um, we know last year it was kind of that win one, lose one, and they, you know, of course, finished with 41 wins. But six games under 50% and currently out of the play-in tournament. So pretty disappointing. Um, I think, look, if they can get some consistency and start to close out games like I mentioned, um, it's still a chance. Um, probably if I'm talking about consistency there, it's... Um, it's guys like um, Onyekara Kongu. Um, he seems to have a good game, then goes missing. Um, and also I think our two big guns in Trey and DJ, um, they need to play a little bit smarter in fourth quarters. Um, there's been some games where we just need to run out the clock more and they're both sort of, you know, getting turnovers and stuff like that. Um, I watched the game yesterday. They played the Wizards. We're up all game in that game, up 13 points in the uh, at three-quarter time. The Wizards got it back to four points in that last quarter. So oh, that kind uh, of summed it up. I saw the game, game too. Exactly. <laughs> so it summed up what the Hawks are like, and they've just got to close out these games better. Um, we've mentioned before, they can't sack the coach again, right? They're not going to do that. They're kind of stuck with this roster. Um, you know, they've had a few people out, but I think every team, it's not like an excuse. You know, we've had Jalen Johnson was out for a while. Hunter's been out for a while. But every team's dealing with, a you know, an injury to one of their core players. So, yeah, I think they've just got to toughen up a little bit, um, show, show some consistency. And I think we're still a chance. Woods, I'm still holding the faith there. But, yeah, at the moment, six games under 50% is certainly not where we were hoping that they'd be this year. So, um, all right, well, that's my first one. So who you got for your second NBA New Year's resolution? Yeah, well, quickly, just before we move on, I just got to say that I've been watching the Hawks games lately, Robbie, and this is something I've seen. Some of their issues are related to F, right? They're not a great rebounding team at all, the uh, Hawks, right? And they're also really bad at transition defense. Mm. So I guess getting getting into some of that gang rebounding, finding to get back on these are all effort-related things that they're out for. Better defensive end and rebound is, is going to go along with some of those issues in the uh, yeah, no, for sure. I just need to start turning around now, don't they, before it gets too late? Yep. All right, so on to my second theme for New Year's resolution. I'm going to go with the Los Angeles Lakers here. And a big part of this, the New Year's resolution I'm giving them is treat LeBron James with care, right? Mm. Somehow, I don't know how, LeBron is still playing at like an all-NBA level in his 20th season. And that's yeah. all in great. The, the bad news is they're hovering around 500, despite LBJ's best efforts. And look, when he's not on the court, they're the worst offensive team in the NBA when he, when he sits on the bench, right? And if Los Angeles Lakers are going to compete this season, they're going to have to strike a, a nice balance, you know, as much as they can of LeBron James, but also keeping him fit and healthy for that season run. I mean, yeah. He's put a lot of minutes. They're re relying on him so much that by the time the 82-game season is done, they just sneak into a plane or an 8 seven seed. He's going to be burnt out. So find some find some right common, try and win games at the same point, protecting um, uh, the godfather here. <laughs> so that's the, that's the resolution I'm, I'm giving them. Uh, of course. It was funny. I was looking at the standings earlier today. I was kind of surprised where they were. I mean, they're still playing 50% ball, but, you know, 10th place and even more surprisingly, they're in front of Golden State. So it just shows you how tight the West is. I mean, some of these teams above them, 
I'm going to say it. I was pretty wrong on Dallas. They've really exceeded where I thought they'd be. The Pelicans are playing really good ball. We saw them beat the Lakers yep. yesterday. So, and Minnesota, I'm glad I called that one. Um, they're 24 and 8 woods, Minnesota. So, yeah, the Lakers, you know, need to sort of make sure they're healthy going into the stretch run there. Um, because the season's going quick, right? What are we? So each team's played around 31. Yep. 32, 33 games there. So we're not far off the halfway. Maybe one-third, on the one-third, right? Yeah, or around yeah. one-third, yeah. Yeah. Nice. And the countdown's getting even closer to when we go, Woods, just in case um, you, didn't, you weren't aware how excited I was for that. So, um, all right, nice. Well, I'll do I'll do another one. So I've got a, a West team as well I wanted to talk about. Um, so I'm going to talk about the Phoenix Suns. Um, so my well, New Year's resolution for the Phoenix Suns just has to be for the team getting healthy, right? Um so Phoenix has currently played 33 games, um, only three with their big three. So only three times they played today, Durant was out. So only three games together, you know, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant and Bradley Beal. So they're struggling a little bit as well. Um, currently 18 and 15 in eighth place in the West. So probably a little bit down where people thought, but I guess if they've got that record without, you know, playing with that big three for what, 30 of their 33 games, I think there's definitely room to grow there. Um, and look, I think getting the, Getting some health into these guys, they'll start to climb up that ladder. Um, it does seem a little bit like a big if, though, Woods. I've got to say, you know, keeping three guys that, you know, probably not renowned as being the most healthy three. Um, Bradley Beal, especially this year, he can't seem to, to get a break there. He's had back issues, um, hasn't been able to sort of get a lot of games under his belt and hasn't really performed. Um, Durant's been amazing this year. He's putting up some great numbers. We saw him get 15 yep. assists in a game last week, which is... Pretty I remarkable. Saw that. Sixteen, wasn't it? Sixteen. Okay, we'll give another one. Yeah, and um, yeah. and look, obviously, Devin Book is a very consistent player these days. Um, so yeah, that's a big one for me. So it's interesting. Like I said, you look down those standings in the Western Conference, and you're looking right down towards the play, and you're seeing teams like the Lakers, you're seeing Phoenix, and obviously, as I said, Golden State out of the the top ten altogether. So it's going to be interesting to see which of those you know veteran type teams make a run there. But yeah, I think if Phoenix can get a bit more health and start playing some more games of that big three, they'll um. They'll start to move up. All right. So hopefully the, the sure. teams like the, the resolutions we go for them, right? Um, you know, a couple of couple of teams yeah. there that we probably think can can improve and play some more consistent ball. Hey, it was also see Bradley Bill come back and you know play well in the last couple of games. I think he had twenty five, I think, yesterday or the day before. So mm-hmm. he started to know that he's healthy and back and fit. So as long as they can get these three guys up and running and healthy for the playoffs, yeah. Then I think they're they're in space. It was a big shift for Bill, wasn't it? You know, he played all his career in the Eastern Conference with one team. He suddenly goes to the Western Conference, very different team, you know, trying to fit in with playing alongside two superstars. He's pretty much had the keys with Washington those last couple of seasons, hasn't he, with being the yep. man there? So it's trying to fit in. You know, he hasn't played a lot of games yet, but once he starts to build it up, he's a guy I like to watch as well, Bill, so hopefully it, um, it all works out for him. So, yep. all right, good stuff, Woods. Appreciate that. Well, um, all right, next up um, with our NBA sort of talk here, we're going to talk about a trade that happened a few days ago. So... Um, one of those trades that the more I think about it, I actually feel like I like it for both teams, which is something you can't always say. I'll get get your thoughts on that one there. But if you haven't heard it, Toronto and New York had a trade. So Toronto traded OG Ananobi, Precious Achua, and Malachi Flynn to the Knicks, RJ Barrett, Emmanuel Quickly, and a second rounder. So I think you can scrap the second rounder. I don't think the second rounder is really helping them a whole lot there. So essentially you're looking at um, Ananobi and Precious for RJ Barrett and Emmanuel Quickly there. So... Um, I'll give you Malachi Flynn as well. Malachi Flynn, apologies. Yeah, so um, well, yeah, yeah, he's he's probably going to get some minutes there, depending on you know that situation in the Knicks. So um, I'll um, I'll get some quick thoughts before you give me yours. So, like I said, I think I like it both for both teams. Um, I think the yep. Knicks have added a tough defender in getting Ananobi there. He looked good in his first game today as well. Um, 
I wonder if that um, injury to Mitchell Robinson was one of the reasons why they tried to go out and, and take a bit of a gamble on someone like Precious, Precious Achua there. So he's someone that could help out. Um, obviously, they're down a big guy. There's not a lot of big man depth in, in New York there with Hartenstein and not a lot else without Robinson. Taj there. Gibson, so, Taj Gibson. Yeah, well, Taj Gibson's yeah. about your age. He's starting, isn't he? Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Um, and look for the Raptors. They get a hometown player. You know, it's well documented. He's yeah, he's grown up being a Raptors fan, RJ Barrett there. So um, he was a very high draft pick. So I think that's probably a good trade for them. It might be the best sort of situation for him there. It gives Toronto certainly another scorer. Um, maybe the most underrated player I, for me in this trade, though, Woods, would be Emmanuel Quickly. Um, really like his sure. size game. And as much as I love DS17, I reckon he could really challenge um, Schroeder for that um, starting point guard role in Toronto. It'll be interesting to see what ends up happening with that throughout the rest of the season there. But, yeah, I thought yep. it was a, a pretty decent trade. What were your thoughts on it? Let's start with... Toronto. Firstly, Arthur about coming back home is great. Um, as I said, he's a Raptors fan. Um, it just it's a nut fit there. It's a great story for him to have. Mm. I was looking at his shooting splits over the last three, four years in New York, and they're very below par. He's just fifty percent from two, right? And his three point percentage has been hovering around thirty percent. I'm not talking about full goal percentage. He's just yeah. two point shots, less than fifty percent, and three point shots are in the early thirties, right? He has a high usage rate. Um, and I think, you know, with Jalen Brunson coming there, actually your, your boy Randall always needing the ball. And it's these guys need the ball in their hands. You know, yeah. RJ Barrett was becoming a of their needs. So what are they? Uh, two guys who are perfectly made for Tom Thibodeau and Precious Chua and OG Ananobi. They're the exact type of players that Thibs loves. To you know, these guys do the dirty work. Happy to play off the ball. Don't need plays run for them, right? Um, so you've got a 3 and D guy. All OG needs to do is lock on to hit that corner three, right? And he's yeah. going to fit into that beautiful. They've got some more depth at that big man position. Precious Achua coming in. Um, if you look at Toronto, um, let's move over to Toronto now. We said RJ Barrett was great. But the, as you said, the big pickup for them is Emmanuel Quickly. I think Emmanuel Quickly scored runs like a match made in heaven, right? Those two are going to play great together. And uh, he's been a given the keys to that team now and uh you know pascal Siakam still has the odd game but he, he he isn't as involved in the offense anymore as uh scotty barnes is taking the front uh, seat there so yeah. i think maybe they can look for a trade for um uh pascal as pascal well and as well. Yeah. retool the team and, and have a new look um he said i, I think uh, as he said on the run sheet both both teams have done pretty well as mentioned earlier it's a fair mm-hmm. trade for both people uh both franchises i think um yeah I think both should be pretty happy with the two, ride from this trade. The two headline players in OG and, and OG and RJ have both been on that trading block for a while, haven't they? We've been hearing rumours about OG all season there. Um, yeah, I think he's probably a little bit of un, untapped there. Maybe it's that situation. He just needs a bit of a change, right? You know, been with the team for a while, maybe going to that situation. He'll probably thrive playing in that MSG crowd there. They're going to love his defence and just that, you know, general hustle and effort that he gives there. And plus, he's an improved sort yep. of outside shooter if he stays you know, healthy, which has, has been an issue for him in the past. But, yeah, looking forward to see um, Barrett. I don't think he's played his first game yet for Toronto, right? I think that might be tomorrow. So, be interested to see. I'm sure when he's first So, one game, thing I will say is hmm. they got Jan Pertl at the trade deadline last year, and he has not been good, right? No, well, they got was back, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, was being bad. One hit that Toronto really take is in that front court, right? Getting mm-hmm. rid of Precious, who's a good player. I uh, really rated yeah. him, right? I mean, does all the dirty work, and uh, I liked him. So I think they need to probably look at, um, you know, 
finding some more depth in the front court of the trade line. Maybe they can use uh, Garcia come to do that, right? For sure. Now it'll be interesting to see how these guys go. And I guess just to round out our NBA thoughts, Woods, um, thought we'd do a quick um, Aussies in the NBA segment. You know, we like doing those, right? So um, two guys I wanted to talk about. I know a couple of guys we both really like in Dante Exum and Duop Reith, right? Um, how good are these two guys playing? Let's just go to Dante Exum. I got these stats put got, got in front of me. Over the last month, right? 18.3 points, 3.8 rebounds, 4.5 assists, one steal while shooting 61% from the field. Yeah, field goal right? and, and, and yeah. We talked about Dallas and how you were wrong about them earlier. You said, you know, I, I, I expected um, them to do worse. A big part of why they've done well is even when a Kyrie Irving is out, Dante steps in the starting lineup. They don't miss a beat. I think last I checked, they were what, 19 and 15 or something like that, right? Yeah, about four or five over 500. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, I mean, and as far as do or breathe, that just came out of nowhere, right? He's had a few D and PCD since his big game, you've noticed. Well, he's dropped off there. I wonder if his um, internet was playing up a little bit. So, I'll just wait for him to get back on. Um, so we don't have to restart this. Um, yeah, I guess I'll continue the chat there. Um, Woody mentioned to operate there. Um, yeah, look, he's had a couple of uh, limited minutes. Yeah. As Mine. Cut out, cut out. Woods comes back. Your internet's terrible today, brother. Yeah, I don't know what's up. Yeah, your missus okay. is watching Netflix 100%, right? No. No? Is, is, is Skittles your dog watching something online? Or? No. Okay, so let's... Um, where were we at when I left? Yeah, we'll keep this going. I'll sort of talk a little bit. We won't, won't bother restarting. You were talking about Duop Reith. said he had a couple of DMPCDs. I believe he's had a bit of a back injury, so I think that might be part of the reason why he's missed a few of these games. But, yeah, continue yeah. Um, your, your thoughts on Duop. Yeah, so I, I think what's the rule with the um, players that are on a two-way contract? Do they have a certain amount of games they can play in the before their contract has to be turned into a full contract? Um, yeah, we'd have to fact-check that one. I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so he had 25 and 9, man. 9, uh, I think, how, how many threes did he have that game? He had quite a few, right? Mm. Four threes that game. Yeah, did he? definitely stretching the floor. But yeah, yeah. yeah, so, you know, he's had some moments. And I think what what he's done is proven he can be an NBA backup big in this league. So it's really yeah. going to set him up for his future. And yeah, really I mean, good for the Olympics, looking forward. Well, I was going to say that. I mean, look, he's averaging nine points a game in only 15 minutes. But, you know, both of these guys I've mentioned, I, I'd expect probably both of them to be starting in the Olympics this year. It was funny to say that now. And it's great for them coming in. We saw guys like Exum, who's playing pretty well in Europe, but I think he's it's going to be a lot more meaningful and bigger games that he's playing in here. And I think his confidence is going to be up as well, right? Um, you know, Exum's yeah, someone sure. that feels like he's been around for ages, but look, he's only 28 years of, years of age, Wood. So he's in that peak of his career at the moment. It always feels like he should be, you know, early 30s maybe. I was almost surprised when I saw that he was 28. But no, it's been good to watch. Um, obviously, Dallas as well with, with Josh Green. Um, nice to see a couple of Aussies there and a couple of Aussies on Portland with Matisse Slybel and Duop. So let's hope when we go to that Hawks-Portland game that both those Aussies will be playing and we'll We'll give them a bit of a clap and a quiet cheer if they score against the Hawks. Not for sure, much, man. For sure. Yeah. Um, and do up Reith. When are we getting his jersey? I know we like to get these new Aussies in the NBA jerseys. That's Let's do it. Be, Let's do it. Got to be one we get, right? Because he's that random number sure. as well. 27, I think it is. 27? Yeah. It's a number that you know, doesn't sort of – not a lot of people have. So, all right. I appreciate that, Wood. So, plenty to talk about in the NBA world. Um, look, um, we haven't done a, a normal podcast like this for a couple of weeks. We did the 100th episode. And we had a bit of a break over the Christmas break. So, let's get into some NBL. Um, I know we're going to do a bit of a round 14 preview soon, but let's start off with a bit of a round 13 review there. Um 
Look, it feels strange. I think tonight's going to be the first night with no NBL for nearly two weeks. I think it was 12, the 12 games of Christmas or whatever. So I'm actually looking forward to a couple of nights off, as much as that sounds weird because I'm a basketball junkie, just to to not have to watch some basketball tonight. Um, What were your thoughts on those round 13 games? Anything that that stood out for you in particular? Look, Adelaide, they just really bad, man. They need to retool. I I know there was some talk of keeping Scott and this around, but there's some problems there. I just get the vibe from everything that you can see, the language of the players and everything that all is not right there. So I think there's a cause concern. You've seen all the teams start by it's getting really hot now. I mean, outside of Sydney, Tasmania and um, Perth, Sydney, Tasmania and and Lynn, who's playing 500 ball at the moment? It's you close, know, so isn't it? This, yeah. this is going to heat up, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're right with Adelaide Woods. They're a team that I could see maybe with, you know, seven new guys on that roster next season. I'm not sure what they'll do with their imports there, but I could see them really offloading some of that Aussie talent, guys like Mitch McCarron, Sunday Detch. Um, I think they'd like to keep Isaac Humphreys. He's been one of the, the you know, bright spots this year. Not sure what his contract situation is, but, yeah, clearly something yeah, needs to him. give there. But you're right about the how tight the ladder is. It feels like Tassie have dropped a few um, lately. Yep. Um, no, it was a big win for New Zealand in that game last night, as I mentioned, with um, Tuesday the 2nd of January at the time of recording. Um, and Cairns beating Melbourne for the second time this year. What was going on in that game? Yeah, I mean, Cairns have got wood on Melbourne, right? Um, back in time this season, they've won. And Cairns is very Jekyll and Hyde. They can beat the best team in the league easily, yeah. and then they'll go lose to the worst team in the league. So you don't know what Cairns going to turn up on which day. They're sitting at 9 and 11 now, very much still in that play-in hunt, right? Yeah. So you've got now Illawarra, Illawarra New Zealand, um, even Brisbane is still in it, Cairns, Southeast Melbourne. These guys are all in that middle of the pack fighting for those you know, two playing spots outside of the aforementioned uh, four teams I, I, I spoke of, right? Yeah. So it's going to be a tight race going going through the playoff. Man. Yeah. I wanted to ask you as well. I know you would have seen that southeast against Brisbane game with um Gary Brown getting a little bit angry in that game, and you know, I guess it was a punch. It wasn't like a you know a, a full on fist punch. It was more a punch to the body of Aaron Baines. There. What were your thoughts on that? I know he's done something similar this year. I was surprised personally that he didn't at least get a game for that. It was just a monetary fine, I believe. But what was your thoughts on on that one? Well, Derek Rucker was saying it, it's not related to the first incident, you know. It, it was dealt with as a separate issue. But I don't know why. This guy is showing a, be, a, a pattern of being doing this twice in a short space yeah. of time, right? And I, I think one of the one of the guys, maybe it was Jack Jabin or Derek Rucker, said, look, he didn't make a proper connection. But imagine if it was a smaller guy, you know, and he did make yeah. a proper connection with that kind of force. You could be looking at long-term damage to the head, etc. The NBA and I know two games would have been a fair... Uh, Result here, but didn't go with the the financial fine of what a couple of thousand dollars. Like, well, I'm sure, I'm sure their owners their owners pretty cashed up, right? You'll probably be paying for that. Yeah. But yeah, I think it doesn't set a good precedent. It's the fact that he did have some history. You know, you've got to sort of take that all into consideration. If there's been other incidents this year, um, so you're very surprised he didn't at least get a, a one game for that. So I guess he can count himself lucky that he'll be playing in in round fourteen. Um, on that, yeah. maybe let's get into this round 14 preview. Um, yeah, we got, as I said, we've got a couple of days off. Um, you're potentially going to two games in three three days or something, which is interesting. You might have to... Uh, you're just going to pick one of those. Go to the, mm. I think I'll try to Sunday, but I'll go to Thursday. So why don't you take it away? Can you see that? Uh, yep. All right. So 
Right, so we're starting off on that Thursday night game between the Kings and Melbourne. Um, yeah, it's going to be a good one, isn't it? I think the Kings found their way into a little bit of form with that game. It was good to see Valentine yep. finally do something with the Kings. I was getting a bit worried finally. about him. Yeah, yeah, he really looked good in yeah. that game. Um, still seems to be a few lineup issues maybe that they're trying to work out, but what's your thoughts on that one? We can win this game. I mean, it's very close. $2 to 178 You can see the odds that Melbourne United have just, you know, had a tough loss mm. um, to Cairns. And Sydney are coming, um, you know, coming off a great win at home against Cairns last, last week. Yeah. Um, and I think the crowd are going to get behind them. And I think Sydney's going to, Sydney's really going to go on a bit of a run here, I feel, and, and probably lock up that second or third spot. So I'm, I'm going to go Sydney to win by, by less than 10. Yeah. I'm going to say Sydney to win that one as well, which is kind of surprising. So we'll enjoy the game when you go, Woods, um, and leave your, your vape at home in that game. Um, all right, so <laughs> the next game we've got um, Illawarra playing against South East. So Friday night game down in the gong there. Um, so both standalone games. We've got one Thursday, one Friday. They quite like this game on paper, actually. Um, interesting to see the, the favourites um, Illawarra in this game. You wouldn't have thought that, you know, a month or two ago. But they're playing some pretty good ball. Um, still, you know getting the best out of that deep, very deep rotation. But I'm going to say the Hawks in that game. Yeah, what are your thoughts? For sure. Southeast Melbourne have been up and down, right? They've got a lot of injuries that they're dealing with. Uh, Abdul Nader's taken a while to get settled in, whereas you look at the Illawarra side of things, they're a very settled team. They're really following behind Coach Tate. I mean, all, all the guys are stepping up and, and playing for one another. And so Illawarra at home at the Win Entertainment Centre on a Friday night, expect a sellout crowd there, Illawarra yeah. to take it. Should be good. And I think this next game is pretty big as well. You know, like we mentioned Cairns. You know, I think it's the first time they've got a single uh, round for quite a while this round there. Playing against Tassie, have been a little bit shaky there. It's um, Tassie stay on their home court there. So I know you'll be pretty keen to check out this one, um, the sort of the early yep. game on Saturday. I'm finding this almost yep. a bit of a coin toss, this one. Um, Tassie's pretty heavy favourites on odds there. I'm going to say Tassie. I don't think Doyle and um, Crawford can probably both have stinkers like they did in that game yesterday. Um, you know, Crawford, geez, he had two really good looks at the end, didn't he? And the second one was yep, he probably did. as good a look as you're ever going to get in the back rim there. So I saw they probably bounce back and knock off your, your second team cans in that one. I hate to agree with you, but I do. Tassie need to win that one. All right. As we mentioned, it's a bit of a small round, isn't it? Yeah, so... Yeah, six games. Fourth game. Um, so we can only see three of them there. You've got, you've got another slide there up now. Yep, all right. So Adelaide and Melbourne, so that's the, the second game on the Saturday night. Um, look, I'm going to say Melbourne bounce back. I think we both picked Sydney to beat them on that Thursday game. So I don't see a team like Melbourne losing two in a row there. So I think Melbourne to bounce back. I'd be, be shocked if you had anything different for that one, right? Yeah. Yeah, right, well, on to the next one. So this should be a decent game, right? So this is the early game on Sunday. I'll have to make sure I'm home and not watching some kids' movie with my daughter or something at that time. So the Breakers taking on the mighty Perth Wildcats. Um, very um, similar odds in that game there. Um, wow, that's a tough one. Um, you know, my um, my head's maybe saying New Zealand for this one, Woods. Um, they've been Wildcats have been on a pretty brutal, you know, road trip the last couple of weeks. Obviously, the heart's saying the Wildcats. Um, I don't like to do it. I'm going to say New Zealand. Um, you know, what have they won? Three in a row there. Um, yeah, I'm going to say New Zealand get up in a really tight one here against against the Wildcats. What are your, your thoughts on that well, one? Well, they've won, they've won four in a row, actually, four New Zealand. Yeah, They're okay. on a bit of a roll. But I'm going to go Perth. You know, New Zealand, wow. Perth will be expected to get back home. This is the last game on that road yeah. trip, right? Yeah. After spending a lot of time away from families and stuff, they'll be motivated. So I'm going to go with Perth marginally. Okay, no, looking forward to that one, actually. To finish it off, I think you mentioned maybe you won't be going to that one. It's that time you're not a massive fan of, the sort of the late Sunday afternoon game there. So yep. the Kings taking on the boards there. Um, 
those three big guys are going to challenge you, I reckon. Talking Rocco and, and Harrison and, and big big banger Bainsey there. So they're going to be giving um giving some of your Kings guys some fits down low. But yeah, do you think Brisbane are a chance in this one or what? Not really. And I mean, if there's a team that can handle, uh, you know, a, a two-headed monster of Joe Baldwin and, and uh, Jody Hunter, right? They've got some size as well, the Kings. Um, I'm really interested to see Casey Perth live. That's, that's really why yeah. I want to go to that game. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. That was strange, wasn't it? Suited up and was very enthusiastic in watching that game the other day, but he didn't get on the court. So, yeah, yeah not quite sure what the reason for that was. You normally, if a player's suited up, and I think he'd been in, in town a few days, but for whatever reason, they didn't play him. So maybe they just wanted to give him that extra break and get used to the team. But yeah, it's an interesting round, isn't it? Probably an easier round to follow, right? Only, only games over three days, only six games total. So yeah, get out and watch your games and, you know, watch either in live or on your TV there and keep supporting the NBL. All right, Woods. Well, that brings sure. us to kind of the last part of the show, and I know the part you love. So, classic packs. Um, it was interesting doing that very recent pack last week with Lala. That was fun. That, was awesome. that, but I'm sure yeah. you've got a bit of a retro pack for us, right? Unless I'm yeah. mistaken. I've got one. the upper deck, upper deck collector's choice, number four ninety five. I always like some upper deck, so yeah, looking forward to these. Okay. Ooh, nice, nice. All right, this guy is a legend. When we redrafted the 93 draft, I think it was, it was the 93 draft, right? I said Sam Kell. Oh, sorry, I said his name. <laughs> Sam Kell. <Cassell>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I could have done my yeah. normal ET jokes for him, so yeah, that's no, a nice one to start off. Sorry, with. I said the name. I shouldn't have said his name, but <laughs> Sam Kell. You'd be yeah. Rusty Woods. Yeah. 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 Nice hit. A nice looking card for sure. Always like up a deck. Yeah. Okay, Milwaukee Bucks guard forward. It's not night, it is. God day, one of my favourites. Um God day. I was actually doing a bit of a write up for some future jerseys, Woods, and he's gonna be on a on a, an episode coming soon, Todd Day. And perhaps that same You've got a Todd Day jersey? You know I've got a Todd Day jersey. I was a big fan of him, so yeah. all right, I'll have that on sooner rather than later that one to show you. Yeah. All right. New York Point guards also had a great career with Mavericks before joining the Knicks. Derek started Harper. on those nine Derek Harper. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty interesting commentator these days. You hear him going on there. Yeah, no, he was a he was definitely a scoring point guard, wasn't he? He didn't really see a shot that he didn't like, old Derek Harper. This guy was a shooter from the Mavericks. Guard boy. George, George McLeod. Um, now nah, played for the Pistons, Lake Timberwolves, Knicks before joining the Mavericks. Um, he was actually part of the Derek Harper trade. He was traded for Derek. Um... Now he was traded from the Mavericks. He was traded from the uh, Knicks to the Mavericks. So we, we, surprisingly, we just pulled Derek Harper's card. And the, he was trying to the next guy. The only guy yeah. I can think of that was a good shooter with the Knicks was like Trent Tucker going back in the day. I don't think it's him, is it? Tony Campbell. Ah, Tony Campbell. Nice. Yeah, he had some seasons with the Lakers. Certainly remember his time there. Nice. Recently, Peter Hooley had Horace Grant on the Huddle podcast. Mm-hmm. And he asked him, how much would you... For. Have you got any spare pairs of goggles that you'd like to sell? You know, because that was a big part that stood out about Horace Grant. Your goggles were, were unique to you. Another great multiple time star who goggles as well in the mid 90s and 80s. Uh, and, and, and 80s. So Moses Malone, right? 
No, no. Um, He's a forward um, from the Lakers. Big game, James. Right on. Nice. What's that card? Is that a normal card? What's or is that something different on that? No, just a normal card. Just a normal one. They are nice cards, aren't they? Yeah. They're beautiful. Yeah, yeah that premium feel about them. Yeah. Uh, this guy was big bodied guard, man. You know, he had meat on. You know, he played, initially started playing for the Heat and the Celtics. Sherman Douglas. Um, Sherman Douglas. The Sherman Tank. Yeah, he was a big bodied yeah. guard. I quite liked the way he played back in the yeah. Very famous for. Save himself for marriage, let's say. I see green. There's another um, <laughs> another connection to the Lakers there. Some good Lakers connections yeah. in these cards. Yeah, nice, nice. This he was a good player to have on your team, though, wasn't he? I see green. Did all yeah. the dirty work. This big man was a center for the Rockets. He didn't play much. He was a third string cup center on on some of that on the champion on one of the champions. Oh, um, white guy. Right. White guy. Um. What number? Six ten. Yeah, nice. Probably wouldn't have even thought about it. Remember it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, we've got a hip offs rockets card. Okay, this is basically featuring the great man three. Who is it? Was it that came the dream by any chance? Yeah. Nice. This tip off card says the Houston Rockets were on a chemological back, uh, back in 1934 to win their first ever NBA, you know, to win the first NBA championship title. Lajuan named the seventh player in NBA to win the NBA regular season MVP board and the NBA finals MVP board the same year. He was also the NBA defense player of the consecutive season. Right? Interesting fact about Lajuan Woods. So obviously, he was the you know, Nigerian American there. So I believe Houston's got the biggest population of Nigerian. Um, I guess immigrants, you'd say, in the whole of America. So, well, that was a fun fact hearing that one. So, yeah, no wonder they probably all wanted to follow um, came there. Obviously, college in Houston, as well as his professional career in Houston. He has a long history with... with hey, Woods, got to say, these clues are very hard this week with your internet, but um, I'm doing my best. Okay, I apologize. Um, all right. Um, one of the dominant big men that play the game now is in the commentary box. Uh, oh, Shaq. Shaq O'Neal. Nice close-up photo of him. Very good. Okay. He says when New York City's first point guard, left-hander, this is all dark card. Is that the net? Left-hander. Avery Johnson? I couldn't hear most of your clues there, but Avery Johnson? All-star? All All-star. Left-handed point guard from the Knicks. Um, no, this is New Jersey Nets, but he's from New York. Okay. Uh, All-star, lefty from New York. What number? Number seven. You've got... Oh, of course. Kenny Anderson. Yeah, of course. How can I forget him? Kenny Anderson. Nice. And finally, from the next, someone you 
You've lied to us. Ford, Ford, right? Let's. Um, I literally got about one of your ten clues on that one, Woods, with the the uh, the internet. Um, give me, give me another, give me another. Play with New Jersey. Play whole career with New Jersey. Yeah. Um, Eight to ninety three, ninety four. It's a forward design. Yeah. One number. Forest. Ah, uh, nice. Oh, it's, he signed it for you as well. Very cool. That's it. That's a yeah, man, that was hard this week. Um, very hard with the clues with with the net. So we do apologise. Um, hopefully it comes across a little bit better when we edit it tonight. But um, well, yeah, just want to to thank everyone for joining in. It was great to be backwards. Um, I know we obviously had that week off over Christmas, but it's good to be back into it. Um, look, obviously we've got a, a really another big year planned. Um, we've got some some special guests that we're kind of talking with at the moment. Um. What do you reckon? When we go to America, we're we going to try and record an episode somehow, some way there. It yes. might just be an audio episode. I reckon we should do that, right? We'll try and do it in one of the hotels. We can rooms do a video episode. Yeah, we could. Yeah, we could. Yeah. And I'm sure they have yeah. better internet in America than we do. Yeah. No, that sounds good. Well, we'll try yeah. and do that. Oh, what's up, man? Sorry. Oh, it's all good, man. It's all good. So, look, as I mentioned at the start of the show, um, please make sure you like, rate, and subscribe on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Um, we can be followed on X. You see what I did there, Woods? I said I wasn't mentioning the old name from this year. So, we can be followed on X. At Throwbacks Hoops on Instagram, throwback.hoops, and of course, our email address, throwbackhoopspodcast at gmail.com. Um, please also, if you, if you want to um, chuck a few dollars our way on Patreon, um, it really does help us with the, you know, the costs associated with bringing this weekly show to everyone there. So, um, Woods, a final thought, anything you're looking forward to for this round of NBL games or any final closing words from you? I'm looking to. To see the Kings win, hopefully two out of two games this this uh, round. So, yeah, it's a twelve days of game in a row. Nice little break and all of the games starting in the end of the week. Nice, and I know you'd be liking that nighttime game Thursday night. I know they suit you better there. So, all right, well, yeah, big uh, peace out from the Throwback Hoops crew. We can't wait to do it all again. 